Boy, it's a conversation we're having all through the course of a year. How valuable is farmland in Wisconsin? It's been really holding its value if you look at the big numbers. And what about 2023? Well, there are people that we lean on for that kind of expertise, like our friends from Compere. Time to catch up with Mike Morris. He's the vice president of appraisals for Compere Financial, joining us today to give us a little sense on what's been going on out there. You know, Mike, contrary to what many people might have expected when we saw commodity prices uh, maybe slink a little bit or escalated input costs make people a little nervous. Boy, farmland values, not just in Wisconsin, but across the Midwest, they've been holding pretty firm, haven't they? Uh, you're exactly right, Pam. Uh, I, I really, you know, going into to last fall, seeing, you know, potential for fuel prices and fertilizer fertilizer prices to go up and so forth. I, I really thought we might see somewhat of a slowdown, but you know, as, as I look at our benchmark farms that, that we've got uh, across Wisconsin, uh, really I, I have not seen a, a, a slowdown. I, I, I see values up, you know, even slightly uh, since the beginning of the year. So again, a little bit of a surprise there. Tell me a little bit about how you guys benchmark uh, on appraisals, the the land that's out there. I mean, again, it, we're talking raw land here. We're talking land that is in agricultural production or maybe hunting, something right. like that. Give us a little sense on how you fellas and ladies uh, benchmark those farms, Mike, just to give us a you know overall understanding of the numbers we're looking at. Sure. Um, across the the Compare territory, you know, again, including uh, uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Illinois, we have farms that historically what what we have done is uh, value those properties every July. And, and some of those actually go back into the 1970s where, where we've tracked those values. And, and what we've done here at Compere is actually started valuing those properties on a monthly basis. So as land values really, you know, accelerate or potentially decelerate, then then we can pick up those trends really quickly. And one of the ways we use those is uh, instead of reappraising a, a farm every year, for instance, we can benchmark that farm to one of these benchmarks that uh, are are scattered across the state, for instance. So if we have a farm, say, in Lafayette County, uh, then we'll uh, probably tie that to Lafayette County benchmark. And so over time, you can track, uh, you know, track value of you know, that loan security, but it also gives us a lot of insight, uh, you know, as we look at the benchmarks as, as, a, as a whole or individually on, you know, what's going on in a particular area. So it, it's really a good tool for us, and some of the things we can do with automation now make that an easier process than, uh, you know, than it would have been uh, even five years ago. Interesting. I hadn't thought about technology. Mike Morris is along with us. He's the vice president of appraisals for Compure Financial. So tell me, Mike, what kinds of trends are you noticing? Is there a, a hot geographic area? Is it about proximity to the urban sectors or more populated sectors? Is it uh, dairy farms needing more land just to manure manage? Tell me a little bit about right. some of the trends you're seeing. <laughs> It, it, it's it's a little bit all over the board, but uh, some of the some of the strongest land values uh, we, we've seen uh, have been you know like Dane County, uh, 
around you know around Madison, of course, and uh, but it's 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 not that close to you know it's probably far enough out that uh, you know you you don't have as much influence uh, from from non-farm uh, sources, but you know certainly certainly that uh, you know we have a, a benchmark in Grant County that uh, has been been pretty strong, but we're also seeing some of the lower quality land. Uh, we, we do have a benchmark up in Barron County that that would be probably a you know a little more uh, you know geared toward recreational than than farming, and, and it's been up uh, ex- extremely you know, extreme high percentage, maybe not uh, value wise as some of those others, but really in, in general, you know, if 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 you look back to uh, you know July one of of twenty two. Uh, most of the Wisconsin benchmarks have, have, you know, at least crept up, if not jumped up pretty significantly. Interesting. Now, I've got to ask you, though, it's one thing to put a value on land and have your benchmarks. It's another thing if anybody's willing to give it up and, and actually let a transaction go through. How much movement or turnover of this kind of high-value farmland are you seeing there, Mike? Right. I, th- I think you know. Of course, you know you see a lot of news about what's going on in Iowa and you know e- even somewhat in Central Illinois. But I-, I think those have been you know across the Midwest fairly high turnover states. You know the the values in Wisconsin probably didn't move as quickly, uh, other than you know say Dade, the Dade and, and Grant County uh, areas. But uh, I-, I think what you saw is as milk prices. You know, recovered and stabilized. Then, uh, you know, then you saw, you know, those markets come back. They just came back in a little different, uh, you know, a, a different time frame than Illinois uh, or or Minnesota. I, you know, as I look back through the summer of '21, you know, we're we're calling our our benchmarks in Wisconsin up uh, 29%, and that's really you know pretty well on par with. Uh, you know, the other, you know, really any, any of the Midwestern states. Is it selling, though? Are people giving it up? Because that's what I always see. People get concerned about, oh, well, you know, Wisconsin lost so many dairy farms last year. I said, you know, right. it's not that we lost them. They're still farming. They may be beefing or just cash cropping, but they're still farming. Right. Or are we letting that valuable land go to some other owner? I think uh, I think in Wisconsin particularly, what you know what what our staff has been been telling me over the last you know really 18 months or so is that uh, a lot of the the uh the land has been transitioning to local dairy farmers who want to expand their land base but there you know some of those farms of course have you know have houses uh you know milk parlors barn sheds and so forth and I, I think a lot of those that, that maybe are the smaller uh, facilities or, or maybe even a little bit older and, and they're not willing to invest in, you know, a lot of new technology that's going to take a big bump to get, you know, to the next level. I think some of those have, have also been bought by dairy farmers that uh, want some additional heifer housing or need, you know, need another uh you know, another set of buildings to to help them with their operation, but they're not buying them specifically, you know, as a dairy farm. They're buying more as an addendum to what they already have. 
Mm-hmm. Yep, makes sense. Mike Morse is along with us if you're just joining us. Vice President of Appraisals for Compure Financial. Remember, all kinds of resources available, and you can find your local office online, compure.com. So let me ask you then, Mike, with these escalated values on Wisconsin farmland and the fact that we generally try to hang on to that kind of thing, how's how's the land value really changing up farming operations? Is it uh, maybe my retirement package? Is it, as you said, a next generation coming in? Tell me a little bit about how these land values might be impacting actual farming operations. Right. I I think what what we see is, is that, you know, and it's typical in agriculture in general, is that, you know, the the larger operations are, are getting larger and they're able to scale technology uh, more so than say you know a, a smaller operation. You know the the investment per cow and so forth is not as not as strong. And, and so I think what you're seeing is, is that you know getting bigger, getting more efficient, and and that kind of is has been rough on on those that are kind of in the middle of you know they're they're too big to be a hobby farm, but they're not big enough to be you know the the big commercial farms. I, I think it's putting pressure on, on you know on on those folks, and you know I I don't know that it's affecting you know their their values as much. You know what what I do see is if you know if you have to use leverage, you know borrow a lot of money to to buy, you know with interest rates uh, having ticked up somewhat, that that makes that more difficult. But you know kind of having said that, there there still seems to be a lot of cash out uh, in the in the farm community to you know to to buy property. So uh, again, it's kind of a mixed bag depending on you know whether you have debt or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and like we said, this is the kind of conversation that doesn't just happen in a matter of ten minutes. It's a conversation nope. that will unfold over the course of weeks, if not months. Mike Morris, along with us, as we said, we're talking about land values for our farmland in Wisconsin, and like you said continuing to see very, very robust land values for a lot of different reasons. Are you interested? Would you like to find out more? Would you like to have a conversation with someone that's in the business of uh, farmland values? Well, Mike Morris, Vice President of Appraisal at Compere Financial, is one of those. As always, you can find a local office near you, plus resources available online. Just go to compere.com. Mike Morris, Vice President of Appraisals, along with us for Compere Financial. It's mm-hmm. me asking... Uh, sure. Do do we see any outside investors still sniff dogging around for farmlanders? Is that kind? Of, I, I'm a kid of the '80s, so forgive me for right. you know 